Have you ever wondered how transformation in the kingdom of God really works? It's not by just trying harder. <laughs> There's actually a way that God has prescribed for you and I to be transformed. I'm going to tell you what that is today here on God's Plan for Living. Well, hey, my friend, so glad that you're with me here on the channel. Make sure that you're subscribed and also that you're getting all the notifications so you don't miss one of the great teachings that are coming out here every week on God's Plan for Living. Also, leave me a comment. I love to hear your thoughts on this and all the videos that I'm doing. So make sure uh, that you're doing that as well so that we can continue the conversation, whether you're watching here on YouTube or listening on the podcast. Now, listen, I want to talk to you today about transformation and this idea of how we come into the fullness of what God has created us for. Remember, we're not just created, uh, you know, to be robots. <laughs> Jesus didn't save us just so that we could not get out, you know, not, not go to hell. He saved us so that we would be redeemed from death, hell, and the grave, reconciled to the Father in relationship and restored to the fullness of the kingdom. The mystery of the kingdom of God is that, you know, we're instantly made new creations when Jesus comes to live in our heart. But the process of transformation, of being made, molded into the image of Christ takes a lifetime, maybe all eternity, as we are learning to walk with him. And a lot of people, I, you know, for me, when I, when I look at my life and how I grew up and also all the people that I've had the, the great privilege of mentoring over the years, there's a lot of people that have really uh, misguided understanding of how transformation happens. Some people just think that, hey, I get saved, boom, everything's going to be great. God's going to do the whole thing. All I've got to do is just say yes, and he's going to take care of everything else. That's not true. That's not how the Bible teaches that. That's not how you know transformation works uh, in the kingdom. Other people think that it's all up to them that you've got to do it. You've got to, you know, read your Bible a certain amount, go to church a certain amount, perform in a certain way, act in a certain way in order for God to be pleased enough to transform you or bless you enough into, into the abundant life. And that's not true either. Just like most things in the kingdom, everything happens by grace through faith. What does that mean? That means that God is the initiator by grace he gives us the free gift of his presence, of salvation, of restoration and of the kingdom, of all everything that we need. And it's by faith that we receive those things and can walk in that new reality. Most of the things in the kingdom are not things that, that God does to us. Or they're things that God does with us. And transformation is exactly that sort of process as well. It's a process that, that he does with us as we learn to cooperate with him. If I could encourage you to do anything, it's, you know, in learning to hear his voice and learning to, to say yes to the Lord along the way, even when you don't understand, it's those little moments of yeses, those little moments of, of responding to the nudge of the Holy Spirit that continue to push you forth in that faith journey. See, otherwise, without learning how to respond by faith, we just get used to doing things on our own, trying to make it happen. And you know what that ends up in? Number one, it ends up in a lot of striving and a lot of frustration. Number two, it ends up with people wanting to pursue principles rather than the presence of God. People say, well, this is what the Bible says, and we got to do this, and trying to, to legislate the kingdom of God rather than allowing it to overflow out of our life through love, really wanting to learn all the stuff as opposed to learning to 
linger in his his presence. But you can't have principles without presence. And it's interesting when you look at transformation in the Bible and how the Bible actually teaches transformation happens, it's not just by learning things up here. In fact, it's not even just about the renewing of your mind. Now, listen, I'm a big renewing your mind guy, right? I, I, that it was a, a process that has changed and is changing me on a regular basis. I love Romans 12 too, where it says, don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But that renewing of your mind is not just you saying positive thoughts, quoting scripture, declaring the word, all that sort of thing. All that's wonderful, but guess what it has to happen in? It has to happen in the context of his presence. Now, I want to read to you a scripture, and I've got my scripture here. It's 2 Corinthians 3.18, which is a a beautiful, beautiful scripture. And I want to back up a little bit. I'll I'll actually look at a couple of verses before. This is, you know, Paul is talking about the glory of the new covenant and all the things that we have the opportunity to step into in the new covenant. And here's what he says, uh, you know, in, in verse uh, 14, he's talking about, you know, people that don't know the Lord yet and that are walking in that old covenant, their minds are, are blinded. There's a veil separating them from the Lord. And it says this, but their minds were blinded for until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the old Testament because the veil uh, is taken away in Christ. But even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. So again, what? In- unless you know Christ, there's a veil. You can't see fully. You Unless you're in his presence, unless he's living inside of you, there there's uh, something stopping you. There There's a veil in between that you can't press through by yourself. But listen, it says this in verse 16, nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is spirit, verse 17, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, right? So this is the difference in the new covenant. You're not behind the veil stopped anymore. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, there's freedom, right? And in verse 18, which is where I'm going, but we all with unveiled face, again, unveiled now, no separation between us and the Lord with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, listen, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the spirit of God. So how does transformation happen? Well, we know it happens through the renewing of your mind. You begin to think differently, look differently, perceive differently according to the spirit. But in this verse, It says what? We're being transformed into the image of God. How? As we are in his presence, as we're beholding, as we're beholding him, as we're in his presence, as we're learning to linger with him. Listen, transformation happens in his presence as the fruit of that relationship. When God shows up, things change. (laughs) And And when you show up in God's presence, you get changed. Lasting transformation in the kingdom always happens from the inside out. You just can't just read the word, just attend church, just learn about God, just do all the, check all the religious boxes and expect change. You've got to seek God's principles in the context of his presence. That's how transformation 
begins to happen. And it's interesting, according to Strong's you know, concordance, that word transformation there is the Greek word metamorpho. Now try, try to spell that. <laughs> but metamorpho means this. It means to be transfigured after being with. So again, this is not just something that God goes, boop, you're transformed. No, it's a transformation after being with him, being in his presence. The very, the very nature of being in his presence transforms and changes you. And it, that word is actually based on the words meta and morphu. And again, meta to change after being with and morphu is to change form. Listen, in keeping with an inner reality. Oh, so rich. So, so again, transformation happens as you're in his presence, you begin to shift how into alignment with the new inner reality that is living in you through Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Again, you begin, he begins to bring you into alignment as you lean into him. He's bringing you into alignment with the truth of his word the fulfillment of his design, his purposes, and his plans for your life. You know, one of the greatest things that you can do in your life is quit trying to do things for God. Quit trying to get out there and make something happen for God. You say, oh man, I thought that's what we were supposed to be doing. Your job is to be a son, to be a daughter, fully loved and embraced and accepted by the Father, to get into his presence, to know his word, to love lingering with him, to talk to him, to hear his voice, to build that relationship. Guess what? As you do that, that's where your heart and your mind are being transformed. And guess what? As your heart and your mind are transformed, the things you think about change. Your thoughts change. And guess what happens when your thoughts change? Your beliefs change, right? Because your beliefs are just the fruit of your thoughts, the things that you're thinking on all the time. That's why Paul spent so much time talking about the things we think about. And what he wants us to think about, right? Think on these things, these, these lovely things, these kingdom things, these things that are beautiful and truthful and worth celebrating, that are full of the nature of God. Think on these things. Why? Because those thoughts turn into beliefs. And those beliefs, guess what? Turn into the, the foundation of where every action in your life comes from. The actions that you're doing every day, guess what? They're based on what you believe. And what you believe is based on what you think about. And what you think about is based on where your heart and your mind are focused. Hello? <laughs> are you seeing how transformation starts to happen? And, and, and your actions done over and over and over again, guess what? That's where habits come from. And habits are the fruit of your, of your life. Your, your, your life comes out of the habits that you employ and the actions that you do over and over and the things that you believe and the things that you think about and where your heart is focused. That's how your life is formed. And so if you want to go start stepping into a life that is a life that reflects the glory of God, a life that is moving from glory to glory to glory to glory, you can't do that with just head knowledge. You have to do that with an encounter. Education will only get you so far, but encounter is where everything that you're learning now gets seated and rooted and grounded inside of you and established in you through his presence. Listen, otherwise, 
religion and church and trying to live the quote-unquote Christian life just gets into a muddy mess of striving and control and a desire to make things like we think it should be rather than allowing our heart to be fully captured and fully transformed in His presence and allowing Him to change the way we think and feel and act and actually live our life to demonstrate the kingdom. Listen, if you want to experience transformation in your life, you got to be with Him, and you got to allow Him to start to shape your heart through that collaborative process into alignment with the inner reality of the kingdom of God, which is already living inside of you. My friend, I love you. I, I hope that this is a big, big encouragement for you today. Listen, you may just need to go home and lay on the floor. <laughs> I've done that. I do that a lot. You may need to, to go and find a comfy chair, turn on some worship music, and just be with the Lord and allow your heart to be captured by His wonder again. Listen, my friend, that is the starting place for transformation in your life. I love you, my friend. I hope that you'll join me again right here on God's Plan for Living. Again, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're getting all the notifications about new episodes coming out. Make sure that you leave me a comment below so that we can continue the conversation below. I love you, and I'll see you next time here on God's Plan for Living. Bye.